Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello, my friends out there listening. How are you doing today? I, if you can't tell from my voice, my mom said she couldn't tell. Um, I am sick. Um, I'm just now at the point where I can speak without coughing profusely, but I'm still a little gravelly. So bear with me. The podcast must go on. So today on the podcast, I wanted to do something about uh, what recovery feels like. And I've briefly mentioned this in other podcasts, but um, I think people paint a picture of recovery that's perfect and always fun and there's no issues. And I try to make my Instagram in particular more uplifting and bright, but the problem with that is that people just see the good stuff that happens in recovery. And the problem is that when you recover, you really fully embrace the bad and the good. You experience everything without your eating disorder, which can be overwhelming and feel not the way you'd expect. And sometimes it cannot feel so good, even though recovery is totally worth it. So I wanted to address that. Um, also, I had a few client things and group members talking about their experiences in recovery and feeling like they felt kind of disconnected from it, even though it was a good thing and they were wondering if that's normal. So I wanted to address that here. But first, I always want... But first, I wanted to read a review from a group member, actually. It's very sweet, and I just thought it spoke volumes about what we do inside the course. She said, um, with a little emoji, because she told me, um, basically, she told me after this weekend that she had originally joined our group coaching membership to just stop the binging, but she was hoping that she could keep the restriction, keep the anorexia side of things, which I didn't know when she joined, of course, or I would have told her that's not the best idea. But she said, now I am experiencing things that I never thought I could. I'm experiencing food freedom, freedom from binging. I know I still have a long way to go, but it's amazing. And it's crazy to think that she joined not wanting any of that, not expecting any of that. And it took her a while to let go of the restriction, but now that she has, she's making leaps and bounds in recovery. And it's so, so fun. So this is the message she sent me. She said, I re-listened to some of the first few group coaching calls and was blown away, realizing how much my mindset has shifted, let alone behaviors. I was so lost and trapped. I know you said to keep reminding myself that I did this to make it feel real and I will, but you facilitated it. I couldn't have worked up the courage or believe that this was possible or worth it without all of your advice and encouragement. Also three months suddenly doesn't sound like that long at all compared to how much I have been struggling. I'm so grateful, Jacqueline, I could cry, which is, you know, <laughs> could feel emotional reading that. It's just so, I think her message captures a lot. It captures also how much you can change in such a short amount of time and how short three months really is. We get so impatient with our recovery. We think we should change in one month. We should be done with whatever we're struggling with in 21 days, which is a bullshit myth, right? That habit is broken in 21 days. It's not actually real. But the fact that you can come into a program or something or any goal that you have and then come out the other side, learning way more than you ever thought. 
And I think that's also what should transition into it, what recovery feels like as well. You go in thinking it's going to be one thing, and then you get so much more out of it than you already did. But I wanted to read that message just to give you guys an insight on what to what it's like in the group coaching program. For those of you guys that don't know, outside of this free podcast and my Instagram content, I offer two exclusive recovery courses, both entirely dedicated to bulimia recovery. They're really wonderful programs for wonderful people. One is a course, a course with a Facebook group community, and the other one's a group coaching program with a private podcast and then everything included in the course. The course is more budget friendly. Um, if you really, really um, are on a tight budget, that's supposed to be affordable to almost everyone. And then the group coaching is a little bit more expensive, but it's more affordable than private one-on-one coaching. So if you are interested in joining either of those, you can just go to bingebreakers.com or bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course. And then if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, I actually have two spaces available um, as of right now. So I don't know what it will be like in a week or so, but I have two spaces open and available right now. If you'd like one-on-one coaching, you can find information for all of that in the podcast description below or at my website, bingebreakers.com. Also, um, as we get started, if I sound out of breath, it's because I can't breathe through my nose. So <laughs> I do apologize. I got to be a mouth breather today. Um, so first of all, I guess I'll start with what bulimia recovery, what we think it's going to be like. A lot of people go in thinking it's going to be rainbows and daisies and sunshine. It's going to be this thing that changes their life forever. And I will stand by this. It does change your life forever. I am so grateful I've recovered. I would never go back. Um, I take bulimia recovery over anything, over being bulimic any day. Um, it was an awful experience being bulimic um, and struggling with binge eating purging and then incessant desire to always be obsessed with food, always be thinking about food, to be thinking about your next binge, to crave such things. It affected every inch of my life. But recovery and being recovered, two separate things, the process of recovery and then being recovered, they're not just all magical. I think Catherine Hansen said it on my podcast a while ago quite perfectly. It's not that everything gets so much better once you recover. It's that you're there for it and more present for it and you're able to handle it a lot better. Um, you're able to deal with the situations in which you might not have been able to when you were struggling with bulimia. And I'll say bulimia really imp impacts your stress capacity. Uh, it really is taking a toll on you energy-wise, not even just the thoughts that you think. So bulimia, the things that you can deal with when you're struggling with bulimia can sometimes seem like less, even though you have the capacity, but a lot of the bandwidth is being taken up by bulimia. And I always like to compare bulimia to an addiction or something like that. It's not actually, you know, what people would define as an addiction, but I think a lot of people that struggle with bulimia can relate to alcoholics because we, especially if you're the binging and purging type of bulimic, which is what my podcast mainly is directed towards, you can relate to this kind of addiction type behavior with food. And the problem is once you, once you take out of an, addi an addiction, at first, it's not really all that fun. At first, you think like, why did I do this? I just want the joy and the good, feel good uh, things that happened when I had that substance. And our substance, substance for us is food, is binging, it's purging, it's whatever sort of eating disorder behavior we have that makes us feel better. It really feels like once you take that toxin, that substance out of your life, that behavior out of your life, things feel suddenly dull in comparison. And I was talking about this with a client today, actually. She was, she was feeling, she just, she's been struggling for a while, like 30 years. So she's been in, in it a long time. And she just had her first five days of abstinence from binging and purging. 
um, after some months of hardcore struggling with binging and purging. And she said to me, she was really proud, but then we kind of dug into it a little bit more. And she said, those days are a real struggle. And I asked her quite bluntly, bluntly, I said, did it feel worth it to you? Were those days enjoyable in any way? And she said, honestly, they weren't that great. They were kind of hard and I didn't enjoy it. And I didn't, I was disappointed. The feeling I was expecting to get at the end of the night was supposed to be this, yes, I, I was abstinent. I did amazing, but it was more like just tired and annoyed. And that's the feeling in recovery that no one wants to talk about that I'm trying to address here is that the first part of it always feels like you're going through withdrawals because no one is going to say heroin does not feel good. There's a reason people do it. And heroin compared to eating broccoli does not feel the same. I would never say that. It is enjoyable. And then you take that away and normal life just feels suddenly in comparison, a bit boring, a bit dull, a bit gray, a bit blah. And people don't expect this. They think they, they think then that because it feels that way, that it's going to be that way forever, that it's never going to change and it's going to be awful. And they might as well just go back to their addictions, which in our case would be binging and purging. Really, I describe this as kind of you're in the void or you're in the gray period of recovery, but eventually I find for a lot of people this fades and that's why I focus so hard for people on make your life bigger than bulimia, keep expanding your life. A big part of recovery should be going out with friends, talking with people and doing hobbies, making your life a little bit more expansive so that the holes that bulimia leaves, because it will leave a bit gigantic hole, depending on how deep you are into it in your life, you can fill it with other things that are more interesting. And even when those things don't feel quite the same as binging, they're not as rewarded as binging, yet they do become more more rewarding. For me, the most rewarding thing I could do instead of binging at first was just lying in my bed. And that's what I did for a long time instead of binging. But eventually things like walking my dog felt more enjoyable. Doing like things in my career started to suddenly feel more enjoyable. Doing work felt more productive and nice. I felt like I had to almost reset my um, neurotransmitters that drove me to do things. And that's kind of what you're doing here. In my recovery process, it wasn't intentional, but I would tell people to do this now. You don't have to do the same extent as I did. But what I did in that year that I stopped binging and purging was I was kind of, I had this open space and I realized I wanted to start drawing again. And so I started a drawing meetup group. It wasn't for money. It wasn't for anything. It just was, I didn't think anyone would show up to it. I just thought, this will be something I can do. And if a few people show up, great. If not, I'll just draw in a cafe by myself. It ended up being quite successful. And I ended up teaching like sketch classes for a while in my local environment before COVID hit. And it was just fun. And that was one of the things I did that kind of expanded my life and made new things happen. And it almost took the place of bulimia in my recovery life. So if you are in the recovery process right now and it feels a bit gray, it feels a bit dull, don't be discouraged. Don't think, oh my God, this is a bad sign. This means I'm not meant to recover. It just means you're kind of going through the muck right now and you're almost like trying to wash off. It just takes a little bit before the stains go away. 
The other side of recovery that I want to talk about is the successful feelings that you get and how that can also be equally uncomfortable. Someone on the group coaching call this Sunday, she was talking for my group coaching program. We meet every Sunday and then we have replays if you aren't able to make it or you just can't come. Um, she was talking about how she's actually been experiencing a lot of success lately. She's been doing really, really well, better than she has in a, in a long time ever in recovery. And she said, it feels kind of strange because I feel almost disconnected to it. I'm happy about it, but at the same time, it doesn't feel perfect. I still have challenging, like I still have negative body image issues and stuff like that, but I'm just standing up to it more. I'm challenging it more. And it all feels kind of unfamiliar and it doesn't feel like I did it. And she was like, is this normal? Basically, is this normal? Is this what like what I should be feeling in recovery? And she felt like something was wrong because she felt like that. But here's what I'll say. Recovery um, and any success. So let's say you start, you suddenly figure out how to not binge anymore. And you suddenly figure out how to not purge anymore. And you start letting yourself eat more and nothing goes wrong. And so suddenly you're experiencing more food freedom and less urges to binge and you're not binging and purging all day long and you're just kind of living normally and you still have some lingering things but you're kind of taking care of it it almost feels like you're balancing a little bit like you are finally getting up on your shaky two legs and you're able to stand but it feels very unfamiliar and it's like um you know never doing something like that for the first time, it's very scary because your mind has so much evidence against it that it's going to fail. So it almost feels equally uncomfortable as binging and purging because you don't know. It's unfamiliar. It's scary. It could be lost at any time. And so your brain is uncomfortable with that. It doesn't like what's unfamiliar. And it also doesn't like what could be lost. It doesn't like that vulnerability. So she was definitely experiencing this cognitive dissonance of I'm suddenly someone who doesn't binge and perch. I'm suddenly someone who is experiencing food freedom. I'm suddenly someone who stands up to my body image thoughts instead of bullying myself all the time. Who is this person? I don't recognize this person. This feels strange. And that is normal. And so we talked about on the coaching call, how she needs to practice owning the fact that she did this and that this is real. I remember the first time someone um, hired me as, as a coach, you know, and I, I was like, this isn't, I was, I was uh, actually getting coached about my first coaching client <laughs> and a uh, total coaching situation, typical coach conversation. But uh, this person I was telling you, like, it's so weird. It's so strange. And they're like, it's not weird. It's not strange. Of course they did that. And I remember the coach, I, Megan, my coach that I just had on last week, she always, when I would bring something to her, something exciting that happened, good that it happened, that I was working towards my business or my life. And I'd be like, this happened. I can't believe it. And she would always say, instead of congratulations, or I'm happy for you, she'd say, of course it did. Of course it happened. Because she was trying to retrain my brain that this is normal, that this is what your life is looking like, that you did this. So for this person, I was trying to help her do the same, that like, this is totally normal. This is what's happening. And you have to train your brain to be that way. But success and recovery can also feel equally uncomfortable. And I think that's something people don't talk about. It feels strange when nothing goes wrong. <laughs> We're so trained to look for all the negative things that when things are all going well, it feels suspicious. It feels dangerous. It feels like there's something, there's like a ball is going to drop somewhere. It can't be this perfect, but sometimes it can. The last piece of this podcast is about how when you are experienced being recovered and you're no longer using bulimia to tap out or numbing agents to tap out, 
um, which if you guys are unfamiliar to the podcast, if this is your first episode, I talk a lot about how I use binge and purging as kind of a numbing to my life, uh, whenever I was stressed or something like that, or bored, any sort of emotion that I had, binging and purging served as that kind of drug for me to numb out. Um, maybe yours is different, but that's what I was. And when you're no longer numbing out through anything, and you don't necessarily have to binge and purge them out when you're no longer obsessing with food, which can almost be um, an escapism sort of tactic in itself, when you're just fully present to life, it is really awesome because you get to experience all of the good things to their fullest potency. Take like my cold right now, I can't smell very well. So all of the things that I smell, all the things that I taste are dulled. Not nearly as bad as what COVID was, but they're still dulled. Now imagine someone just rips that out, you know, somehow, like I'm, I'm not I'm no longer sick. I can smell things to the fullest potential. And it's so nice. I can finally taste all the flavors. I can finally smell all the nice uh, candles in the store or whatever. But then I also can get gigantic whiffs of nasty things, especially since I'm in Miami. There's some nasty smells here. Cities never smell nice. However, I said this on one of my podcasts a while ago, and I think someone else said this to me too, but you can't numb out the bad without numbing out the good too. And I'd rather be fully present and experience everything instead of experiencing only a haze of what life is. We just watched the movie Soul, um, a, di- a new Pixar movie. I don't know how new it is. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, you don't want any spoilers, please skip ahead or turn this off. But we just watched the movie Soul. Um, and it was actually not what I expected at all, but it was very sweet because the message overall was that to live is to experience. And it's not this one thing that is the purpose of your life. There's no overarching purpose. It's just that you need to be there. You need to experience, to be ready to live is when you're willing to experience life to its fullest potential, even the negative things. And that's kind of part of life, right? You can't just get all the good without the bad. They come as a part of it. And the bad also teaches you lessons too. They're also equally important. Maybe you are in the gray period right now of your recovery where you feel like you're not binging and purging or you're getting better with behaviors, but it all feels when you don't use those behaviors gray and numb still. And you're kind of like, why did I even do this? So I don't feel anything. Please keep going. Please keep trying to find things that bring you joy and expanding your life and keep trying until you start to feel that spark again. It will come back. It's almost like you're desensitized. Like you've been eating really, really salty food for a while and you need to adjust your taste buds again, which taste buds do actually readjust over time. You get new taste buds over time. So keep on going. It's going to be okay. You're going to readjust just like your hunger and satiety signals readjust over time. And you don't need to be max capacity full to be satisfied at a meal anymore. That happens a lot too. If you were in the point of recovery where it feels like you're doing really well, actually, and you're enjoying it, you're loving it, but there's this overarching sense of uh, excitement and yet dread and the thrill is almost almost too uncomfortable. That's normal. Keep on balancing. Don't tell yourself that you're going to lose it all. The doubt that you're feeling is kind of just your body, trying your mind, trying to protect you, trying to look out for dangers. Just because you're feeling that doesn't mean it's all going to come crumbling. It's just what your brain does. And if you are feeling um, you're fully there, like you are recovered, or you're kind of wondering, well, what is recovery actually like on the other side? It's sometimes really hard, but also equally sometimes really, really amazing. It's like your regular life, 
but <clears throat> minus bulimia. And then you get to feel so much more than you ever did. And that is a true, true gift. Sometimes it's hard to feel a lot, but I love, I'll take it any day over feeling nothing and just feeling like I was a ghost in my own life, which sometimes I felt like that. I feel like I felt like with, when I was going through bulimia, I was just kind of watching my life go by and I didn't know how to stop it. I wanted to, but I didn't know how. Now, outside of recovery, sometimes when I get too wrapped up in my business, I can feel like life is kind of flashing by once I can just kind of get out and take a moment, like the vacation that I had, it feels like life is very pleasant, present and slower and nicer. So hopefully that gives you guys some encouragement. Um, as for the vacation, we went to Disney World in Florida. We're actually moving away from Florida in a few months. So we wanted to visit one last time because it's actually just cheaper to go while you're already a Florida resident and you're here. But um, I will never go again to Disney World or Universal in the middle of the summer. Not only is it super, super hot here, apparently it's not as hot as in some places in Europe right now, but it's very hot right here. And uh, there's also, it's the time where a lot of kids go because it is off school season. It's the summer. Not that I hate kids or anything. It was really cute to see a bunch of the kids there actually, but it was just so crowded. Like we went to Magic Kingdom the third day and we could barely move, but we went, like we spent a lot of time at our hotel and resorts too, and just chilled and had a good time, had a lot of good food, um, had a lot of laughs and we're just present and, um, it was fun since we had been to some of the parks before. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was this high pressure thing. And, uh, and I also knew more about the parks. So it was kind of me showing my boyfriend certain areas and seeing his reactions, but it was a really good time. So we had, we had a wonderful time. Um, Okay. That's about everything. I don't think I have, uh, if you want to see more about my vacation, I'm posting some things. I'll be posting another reel tomorrow. Um, I guess it'll already be up though. If you guys are listening to this on Friday, um, but I'm posting some reels about the food that I ate and how I maintained, how I was able to have food freedom and enjoy and just some pictures. So follow my Instagram for that and more informative reels and content as well outside of the podcast. Um, oh, I'm so out of breath from this podcast because I'm sick. <laughs> this is not good. Anyway, um, I hope you guys that you found this episode helpful. Thank you for listening as always. Without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing and have the podcast that I have and all of that. So thank you. For those of you guys out there that are struggling right now, today, wherever you're at in the world, please don't give up. I know that it seems impossible sometimes. Some of the stuff I talk about, you're like, I'll never feel that way. I'll never be able to recover. Don't believe that. Just keep on going. You will be able to recover. You will be able to find a place one day where you are looking back and thinking, who was that person that was in bulimia? I can't believe that, but I'm here now and I did it because of me. You'll be grateful for yourself one day. So please keep going. Please know that if you're struggling with bulimia right now, you're already an amazing person, even though you're struggling. I used to tell myself that all the time too, that because I'm struggling with bulimia, I have no self-control, that I'm terrible, <clears throat> that I'm selfish, all these things. It was never true. I was worthy of love, even when I was struggling with all of that. Um, so have some compassion for yourself and keep on going. Never give up on yourself, my friends. Bye.